hidden inside the enveloping comma of Haley's Comet. A mysterious spaceship is discovered by the space shuttle Churchill. There, in that peculiar 150-mile-long spacecraft, the crew members of the Churchill make a strange discovery, including giant dried bats and three suspended crystal sarcophagi. Inside, three human-looking individuals rest, eyes closed, peaceful. But once brought on board the Churchill, it will spell doom for the crew members, and perhaps all of humanity. This is the LV426 Degrees of Alien podcast, and tonight we are talking Life Force. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LV426 Degrees of Aliens. I'm Andrew, and as always, I am joined by Jason. Hello, Jason. Oh, hello, hello. And uh, there's absolutely nothing from the normal opening segments this time, uh, and we're just going to get right into the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Unless you have anything that you've been watching that's remotely connected. Not that's remotely connected to Alien at all that I can think of. No. Yeah, I mean, no, except that's... for this fucking movie that we're about to talk about. Oh, yes, yes. And, and that movie that we're about to talk about is none other then life force oh okay all right life force okay so uh you know a, a little bit of of background before we really get into this movie this is a canon films joint yeah and like yeah this is a canon film right and canon films are you know notorious low budget films right yeah, they, they like uh, they are a a company that is was really really did kind of like hit the big screen in the eighties. They started doing stuff early on, but like the nineteen mm. eighties were like the heyday of Canon Films. And w- one of the things about Canon Films is like they would always kind of try to draw directors into into their environment and into their you know their their line of filmmaking. And if you're at all interested in the history of the company itself, there's a really great documentary called Fucking Electric Boogaloo. Oh God, so good. The Wild Untold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so good. The Wild Untold Stories of Canon Films, which is an absolute amazing, uh, you know, film. <laughs> um, but in order to they really wanted what they really wanted was to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They really wanted it. They really wanted to do that. And they wanted to get Toby Hooper back to do that. And they had to promise him more movies, essentially, like movies that he would want to make. Because I don't think he was necessarily very interested in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He clearly had fun making that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. Yes, it's a wonderful film. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it it's it's a wonderful film, but it's a lot better what, than this film. That's for sure. <laughs> it, it is, but uh, from from what I understand, is it was essentially like, okay, like I will give you Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, but you gotta like let me do things that they don't let me do, just specifically things like Life Force and then in Invasion. What was it? Invaders from Mars? What the? F- no, well, Invaders from Mars was that canon film? That is a Toby Hooper film, but I do not know if that's a canon film. It is. It is a canon film. I love that movie. We've yeah. Okay. I it, do you think um you haven't watched um, that movie in a long time? That's what I'm going to say. Um. Oh. Okay. Well, no. I mean, not, I loved it as a kid. It's it, you know? it's not it's not offensive. It's just 
boring. Um, Do you think um, Toby <laughs> Hooper was um, ensuring Bill Mosley's pubes were shaved on Texas Chainsaw too? Oh God, we will get to that in a second. Oh, God, Bill, come over here. Let me take a look. <laughs> Bring that mirror. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how Life Force came into being. Is that yeah. like they wanted him to make, you know. Texas Chainsaw 2, and he said, well, okay, but you gotta let me make some sci-fi films that no one would ever make and uh, let me do. And to be fair, there's some fun canon films. Like, there's... Oh, um, canon films is, like, they're pretty, like, consistently Bloodsport, I think, is a canon film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking fun... That's, that's, you know, that one won't let you down. Like, American Ninja, I think, which, you know, I'm sure has its problems I haven't seen in ages, but that it's a fun one, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I... And... When we talk about this movie specifically, I'm not de- bashing on canon films, but yeah, yeah, yeah. canon no, films yeah. is like important to the creation of this movie yeah. because he had just come off of, um, you know, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. It looks like Poltergeist. I'm pretty sure Poltergeist was like his last big film. Can you imagine Poltergeist to this? Um, oh, and one more canon film, Invasion USA. Crazy fucking film. If you can see that film, you should watch it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's let's. You can see I'm stalling. Yeah, of course. But it it is weird that you know, a Poltergeist is in 1982, and Poltergeist was a huge hit, like a, a near perfect film, I'd say. Maybe that's a controversial thing to say, but it's, it's fine. Very, I oh, like. Oh, okay. We're, we're I think it's good. Some point. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's it's fine. It's a fine movie. But it's weird that after making a movie as big as that. He there would be like a there's like a three year gap for him before making this film. So <laughs> surely didn't use that time wisely. If this film is any judge, <laughs> no, I I don't think he did. If this film was any uh, indication, it is one of those movies. This movie is something that is uh, something that was not popular at the time of release. Did not make money back at the box office but has since garnered a cult following i yeah okay so let's talk about well i just want to say before we get into this film and start doing what we do i have a lot of esteem for toby hooper that i love some you know what i mean like yeah my cat agreed Oh, you can't. Well, oh. I mean, yeah, good. Sound off. Yeah. You know I mean, obviously, yeah, Texas yeah. Chainsaw is a classic. We both agree Texas Chainsaw 2. I think Poltergeist is a near classic movie. There's debate as to whether he actually directed that film or not. I think he did, but we oh, can talk about I, that another time. I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know if we'll ever have a, a, a reason to talk about <laughs> talk about but, that again. But uh, yeah, uh, well, um, actually, technically, uh, Poltergeist 2 has the monster that's. Well, and yeah. that monster is de- designed by H.R. Giger, I believe. Oh, that, okay. like, weird, um, you know, tequila monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's super yeah. cool. Yeah. And so, we both hold Salem's Lot in a lot of esteem. Yeah, yeah, no, for movie. sure. Uh, honestly, like, you know, I like quite a bit of, like, yeah, you know, I even have some, like, love for, like, lesser Hooper films. Like, Eaten Alive is not great, no, but I... I, I I do still enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the Fun House, uh, which is yeah, like another Funhouse one from that fun. time period. Yep. Uh, really fun slasher. Uh, like we said, I, we both like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's just. No, no. I mean, I just wanted to be clear. Like, we're we're not Toby Hooper haters. Like, I just wanted to make that clear. That I actually had. I had more steam before I watched this film, <laughs> but I have a lot of esteem for Toby Hooper. I, uh, Embarrassed Mars is a childhood favorite of mine. I'm sure we'll get to that, and I probably will regret saying that, but it's just true. In in fair in fairness, this was it, a it, high again, school age favorite of yeah. mine as well for obvious reasons yeah. that we also get into. I guess so. <laughs> and many high school boys. I'm sure that's where the um, revival of this film comes from, so to speak, is high school boys. You know? Uh, yes. No. To to be perfectly fair, when I was looking on like Letterbox, which is like the one that kind of you kind of get an idea of where the film is esteem wise mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. the people who actually pay for Letterbox, which is like what? Anyway, I didn't I even know. know you could pay for Letterbox. Oh yes. Oh yes, you can. And they are, are like the Uber nerds. You. I don't, I don't know. I think you just get your reviews up higher, and then you can make what? lists and do weird stuff. But anyways, the <laughs> nerds of the nerds pay for Letterbox. Uh, and if you do, if, those are our fans that we just disparaged. The <laughs> well, look, the I was going to so. say, like, if you're willing to pay for Letterbox, maybe we should start a Patreon because you'd be willing to pay for anything. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> we got some crypto to sell you. <laughs> but but regardless, all some of the Zeno crypt, all of the like positive reviews uh, were were dudes. Um, no surprise. Yeah, there. yeah. I but like the legacy of this movie. And like how some people like interpret this movie is really strange because I because Hooper himself said that he wanted to go back to his roots um, and make a 70 millimeter hammer film to which I say and I saw reviews saying like, oh, wow, this is like a big budget 80s hammer film. And I go, uh have any of you fuckers seen a Hammer Did film? They, like, what's was, going was, on? Was Hammer it's... film a euphemism for porn? <laughs> well, no, but like, so early it's Hammer just films were British definitely... people in it? Is that what that means? I just want to put well, British people in the movie. Well, in, in, in fairness, a lot of, uh, like, there was a lot of sexuality in, in those early Hammer films, obviously. Well, sure, but this is, it, like, but, just but, about wanting to bang somebody. Like, yes, literally. this is, but, but here's the big thing that people are... Anyone who does that, like just offhand the references, they're missing two things. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, two actors who make even the worst Hammer films work, like even the worst scripts. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Christopher Lee hated 90% of his Dracula movies. He just fucking hated doing them. And he still kills it in every one of them. (laughs) So like the the stock. Well, Yes, he's a professional, and I think that the Hammer stock of actors was a big reason for that success and is one of the biggest flaws of this movie in that it's like a wet fart as far as like any likable or interesting characters. They don't have to be likable even, just interesting characters. I'm not interested in There are no in characters this in this movie. The, the, <laughs> there are two characters in this movie, and you can find them on the internet. Oh, the God. Okay. okay, all right. Am I wrong? I'm just you're not, saying. You're not wrong. The only other one that I was, the only character that I'm kind of interested in is Peter Firth as that, like, who's like, who's just doesn't get much to do, but is kind of always being kind of very skeezy and a piece of shit in the background. And he's like, kind of interesting. Like, okay, well, let's start with just talking about what this film's about, I guess. Right? I mean, you got the plot synopsis, but yeah, sure. Let's just go. I mean, we did the, I did the plot synopsis up front, but I think we should just like, because I, I, I think it's really, I mean, because there's more to say about this than just joking about the creepy shit. Yes. About yes. it. 
I think I have a lot to say about why this film doesn't work, and in, in, especially in comparison to Alien, since it is sort of, especially right up front, very similar setup, right? It, yeah, yeah, you are right, and 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 again, I think yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you say what it's about, and then we'll talk about yeah. What, so the not, not to just reiterate everything I said up front, but like you know, essentially this the story is a bunch of a bunch of space Brits, right? On and, and, and we're talking like very space British people because oh, it's yeah, literally very British space people. They're on you know? the Churchill. The, oh like, god, as many the... times they call it the Churchill, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> they on the church. You know what I mean? Like they're doing that shit. You know, they're eating fucking eel pies on the church. You know what I mean? That's what's happening in this movie. So well, you want some bangers and mash? <laughs> yeah, we get yeah, down yeah, yeah. And they find another ship, right? I think it's a ship, right? Or is it, I, it looks terrible, but yeah, it they looks find awful. It. I hate, I, like they get on there, and there's a bunch of like, <laughs> there's a bunch of freeze dry bats, <laughs> just floating bats, just floating, just floating bats. bats, and some crystal coffins with some naked people in them, and immediately they don't even know whether this woman is alive or not, and immediately they want a boner. Oh my god! It's they're so, like it's so like they're all like start sweating like you literally like they just start sweating and it's like, oh my lord! I just be like ah I've been out here for twenty years. Like we're gonna put her in the tug bay. I was like okay, can we not do this please? And obviously what they mean by that is like the place that they like are going to like use to tug themselves yeah. or to tug the cargo <laughs> away. So. You know, and then she wakes up and she turns out to be a space vampire. Like, that's the plot. And she has some cool powers that aren't really are utilized, but are really s- make the movie worse. And we'll get into that, in my opinion, even worse. And then you have a final act that's like the apocalypse, basically. Right? Yeah. Like- and, and, and honest to God, the only thing that's like pretty, I think is pretty fun is that apocalypse. Like, I had fun with it. It's fine. It was the best part of the movie, for sure. I don't really understand how it got to that, but anyways, like... (laughs) Can you tell me what year this is supposed to take place in? Do we know that? I can't recall. I I don't think it's it's set in anyone uh, anything other than contemporary, isn't it? Or like the, the present? I guess, like... I don't know. Yeah, you really, you were right. They don't say, and they're like using like very advanced. And I don't think, to be honest, well, I don't okay, think so you wait. have to. So Haley's Comet is like a big portion of the movie, right? Sure. Haley Comet um, comes around how many, every how many years? So Haley's Comet comes every 75 to 79 years. So like we're it's, assuming it's like 75 years in the future from. 19 when's this well the last time it appeared was in 1986 so <laughs> this cannot take place in 1980 but on the other hand like the, the, that's a big problem i wanted to get at this because i think it's a big problem in this movie is i don't think you have to in a sci-fi film state exactly what year it is but i do think through setting and tone you have to make it clear you're not in the present do you know what i mean 
while doing though, the things you're doing in this I film. honestly think they are. I think they're probably... I think you're supposed to Because the shit that's that going they're... on in this film it doesn't happen in the present either, right? Like, it's very... Do you know what I mean? And I, and I get yeah, that. Like, I know what you mean. I also don't know why they're at Haley's Comet. Like, it at first I thought, oh, they're going to, like, divert Haley's Comet. Is it going to hit us or something? And it's like, no. Are they just going to, like, you know, see off the, like, the Hale-Bop guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a couple, of, a bunch of these people really need to have their dicks cut off, so I'd be fine <laughs> Um, the almost every man except for Patrick Stewart, I would say, is a creep, right? In this movie, hey, and uh, Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss is in this movie with yeah. Steve Rails back, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he's a mess. <laughs> he doesn't. He, well, like they, I, they are asking him to do a bunch of stupid shit. Because <laughs> what happens is they, they. So we get this opener with the um, like with them finding the you know the the crystal coffins, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of jumps forward to the coffins kind of landing and like the the they recover the the spaceship. So it's funny because it starts out with the it starts out and like in twenty minutes are always like okay so the plot of the first alien has happened so now we're just doing some, yeah like, yeah like, I, I, you know here's like it thing. really is. Well, the thing, the thing here's the thing, right? In Alien, right? And I don't think this movie has to be as good as Alien, right? Like, I, I want to be clear. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to necessarily compare the two. In no, the it just sense has to be like, good. To, and it's right. <laughs> well, but I just want to, I actually want to do it for quote unquote educational purposes in terms of what works in Alien, what doesn't work here, because I think it's an exercise that kind of elucidates why this is bad filmmaking, you know? Well, First and foremost, for me, like first right off, the production design, I just don't. Yeah, it, it it doesn't add to the same like. There's not the level of mystique. And boring. Yeah, there's not the level of mystique in in, no. in Alien, and the so and the set designs in Alien are some of the best in history, right? Hundred percent, hundred. yeah, you're right. It's not entirely fair to say that, but you know, it, and the other thing is. There is there is a lot of sexuality in Alien, right? But it's doing it in a much more smart, interesting, subtle way with like character designs, how things are designed, like how everything is going. There is a there is a sexual element to the original Alien, but it's not so focused on male fantasy, which is like all of well, this it's actually movie? the opposite of male fantasy i would say yeah anyway. well yeah oh. well yeah because one of the like you know one one of the the main through lines of of alien is like uh sexual assault happening to men and then like being forced to give birth right like that's that is <laughs> I mean, well that is that is a that is one of the themes when they created the original alien yeah so. well an alien within the first you know you know, first act, a vagina crab monster penetrates a man's throat, right? Yeah, yeah. In this film, Life Force is way more grotesque than that film in terms of its sexuality. Well, <laughs> so right, because well, there's just, again, like, I think one of the big, the big, big flaw is that they don't, like, if it would be a much more interesting film if it was, like, an equal opportunity sexuality fest. Like, if the other men 
who showed up. Like, the other male aliens who were her helpers were, like, big old hunkies or whatever. Like, mm. and walking around, like, they still had the same allure to, like, other people that she does, right? Like, then then you could do something interesting. Like, it, it would be a little bit less gross, like, if you had, like, Arnold as one of them and, like, filmed him like he is in that first Terminator where you can, like, see his butt all the time kind of thing. Mm. Um or anything right like it's just like i think those characters are completely wasted um they don't even have to be big hunky dudes but like the one of the things even about you know if we're talking about hammer films you know there is uh there is always that level of like you know homoeroticism when you know when christopher lee and, and he, he does the bite to like another man and like you know you know Fright Night, I think, is like the best example of using that, using the vampire's allure to kind of like start to talk about things that aren't just like heterosexuality sure. and like and like you know even from the start of vampirism, like Renfield is like totally like into Dracula, like you know there's there's like a love, there's like a you know homoeroticism there, and there's just none of that with those vampires like the he, her helpers don't have like any allure they don't have like any like hypnotizing people or like doing any of the things that she is doing and but i don't it, even understand why those characters exist because yeah, like they don't do anything with them even if you did and this is a lower bar than those things you're talking about right those are exquisite examples of you know flipping the script on that even if you did something like a film that comes out 10 years later, Species, and, like, that film has its problems, but what happens in that film is men are punished for being over-the-top sexually with her, right? Like, she right. lures them in and then punishes them. That right. doesn't really happen here. Right? No, because— It's just, like, everyone's talking about how horny they are and how she's a threat, Right. Yeah, As opposed and... to like, oh, the the alien has figured out a way how to weaponize men's sexual urges, right? Yeah, yeah, and like I don't like Steve Railsback is like the person you're supposed to really kind of get the most complexities with, and that's because like for one, so so things that just like make very very little sense in this movie is she is like. Oh, yes, I got into your brain and became your ideal woman near the end of the movie. And I'm like, wait, so like when did that happen? Like when did that happen? It must have happened immediately upon seeing them, right? I think you're using like the vampire's thrall idea and kind of elevating it to the next level. But before she's even out of the coffin, they're like dry humping it. Like they're like, right. And and get this girl. Like, oh, yeah, it, it okay. seems to be not focused on him. It seems to be focused on, like, heterosexual males. Because, like, right. it's, it's never like no one's ever like, oh, she's not my type and I can resist her or whatever. Like, um, sure. there's, like, no, there's not even of that level of nuance in this film, right? <laughs> like, people having different preferences. Like, no nuance at all. And he is 
a character who like all of a sudden has like psychic abilities when he comes back like the, oh and, god and he then you i mean we'll i guess we'll get to that but the way he uses those is he, maybe grosser than everything else that we've talked about so far yeah and and he i just i i don't mean to be rude to steals rails back but like i was not picking up what he was laying down in this film like i just was not invested in his character or very interested in his character because there didn't seem to mm. be much to him other than unending attraction and that's like his entire thing he talks about is like i was just it was beyond love and i was like okay all right like chill whatever dude well so, um so the reason though we're doing this movie is because dan o'bannon wrote the script right yeah okay yeah. so we didn't say that up front but many of you probably already know that but there was eight other scripts for this film before he got a hold of this film. So how, how what do you think, because I did no research on this, I probably should have. Unlike Christopher Lee, I'm not a professional. What do you think he, like, what, do you think, like, the setup is attributed to him? Because it is so much like Alien, you know? Well, we it's based off of a book, though, right? Okay. Like, I, I, didn't, this, I didn't know that. I did no research. Yeah, so this is technically uh, an adaptation of a book called, uh, creatively enough, The Space Vampires. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what could it be about? Now, um, straight to the uh, point, though. I like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and I think what probably is the reason why O'Bannon was one of the people who worked on this is because they the book was said to have a lot of H.P. Lovecraft-inspired, like, cosmic horror, incubi, succubi kind of stuff mm -hmm. going on in it. And, like, specifically people talking about the relationships to the case of Charles Dexter Ward. Wah, bah, bah. Wow, it. it's a connection. Yeah. So that was probably what got him in here to which i i would say that maybe it really doesn't come down to uh <laughs> like a like some of this stuff maybe if they had i would have liked to see these other scripts i guess i guess that's what i'm yeah. saying because i i would be Stay really interested the to scripts see when we read the eight other scripts <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way because you know those that those character that character is not described well in any of those scripts uh <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, the other um, thing to – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, like, I think some I get some of those, like, H.P. Lovecraft-esque things at first, but I think it just, do, it just peters off and mm. then just doesn't really do anything interesting with them, I would say. Yeah. I mean, a real because... problem with this film, like – you know, so for instance, right, and again, I'm going to go back to Alien just because the setup's similar, but, like, you know so much about that world within 15 minutes of that film. You spent time with those characters. You know the difference between the characters, all the characters in the film, right? And it's a more contained story for sure, so it's easier to do that, but you have a sense of, like, where we are, what kind of world we live in, what kind of, you know, and part of that is also, to your point, the set and, you know, the production design. But also it's the acting, but also it's just how it's written in terms of subtly introducing these ideas that are carried through the film. And there's none of that here. Well, like, I yeah, have no idea because... what the fuck is happening. Where are we? Who are these people? What, you know, yeah. I, all I know is they're British and that's all the characterization we get 
It truly is. And it's 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 extra weird because, you know, Toby Hooper is doing this and then Dan O'Bannon is doing this, right? Right. Two like non-British people hopping in here for, for one. The, the the other point is like I there was no normal ish person to like kind of like ground this crew and to ground all the events going on. So like, you know, it, it, one of the strengths of Alien, since we're just talking about it now, is when you get to that the opening scenes, all of the crew it's clear that there's like a pecking order, there's like yes. normal people yeah, involved. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Yeah, and like there, there are so intricacies to their relationships. There's salary there's disputes. Like, yeah, salary <laughs> disputes, like little, little things that really all of a sudden ground this into a, a world that you're interested in. Whereas this is like, uh, it's it, it's in a in many many ways, it kind of feels like Star Trek the motion picture for the start How of this. But the thing, the thing about that is. Well, I mean, Star Trek the motion picture does not do very well with the pre-established characters, but the problem no. is the but the the characters are pre-established. So you like care about them. Sure. So you can get into cuz it really is very kind of cold and detached at the start and that's kind of supposed to be kind of you what they're trying to get you into that mood, but it doesn't creep me out because I don't think it's very scary. And also like so here's a question I have why the fuck were they in the fucking crystal coffins to begin with? And why were all the other ones dead? Well, why they, they were they say that they're sucked, they sucked the li- they were trapped there, so they sucked the life force of the other ones that were like them. So I'm assuming the bats were other other ones like them, so they were picking the other ones off. I guess like That's okay, what I got from that. I, I, yeah, I guess so. We we they we just showed up at the absolute worst like the end of the end times for them, I guess. I mean, I guess that's better than showing up and they're all healthy, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess. That's so but, dumb, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, yes. The, the setup sucks, you know? It's a half... <sighs> especially if you compare it to Aliens, it's a half-assed alien ripoff, right? And with Dan O'Bannon writing it, it's hard not to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The setup, I mean. Not the entire film, right? Because this film goes off the rails. But... Oh, God. So, okay, so we just have to get past the setup or else we're just going to be going crazy talking about it. But regardless, it happens. uh, And then we get into the most, like, one of the most boring things imaginable, which is just, like, boring council meetings about people talking (sighs) that in this military base. And, like, the most you get of, like, a halfway interesting character is at one point you get a perspective of like guards or like watchmen. But even those characters are just like, can you believe it? There's a naked woman in this area. Oh, God, it's like literally 40 minutes of, of that fucking talking. I, I wrote down in my notes in that moment. I get it. They're British period. <laughs> like that, that is like, it's fucking nuts. Like I'm they're oh, on the church. Hill. Like, oh, God, <laughs> like it, it almost Jeez. is like, like if you cut to like an American version, like if, if like someone was doing a like a over the top American, like them getting like super cheeseburgers for like ninety minutes, um, and just talking about how great they are and going that's yeah. Not over the top, by the way, that's accurate. It's like, that's <laughs> but like it's like know, fucking ninety minutes of Carrie Ells from fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula in the middle of that movie, and everyone is like that. You know what I mean? 
ah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, it, it's just. Uh, and it's only and 40 again, minutes, but it feels 90 minutes. You know what I mean? If there had been like an interesting character in that mix, I would be more into it. But like all of them are scumbags and like it's fine if you have scumbags that are like compelling to watch, but like boring, boring scumbags, scumbags are the absolute How do you make a worst, scumbag like, boring? Because every single moment when these characters could be somewhat heroic, they always fail. Um, or don't care. They don't care. So that's a big thing. There is apathetic um, fucks. They are so apathetic. There's that moment when the entire world is collapsing around them and they realize there's like a hole in the base they're in. And instead of stopping this or instead of trying to save somebody, they just slowly back out the door and get on a helicopter and leave everyone to die. Like they don't even try. They don't even even look the other way to think oh maybe i should try to get some of these people who are here to help them no 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 no. they're like uh we gotta get the fuck out of here and then there's that that huge end season scene where the fucking scummy sas dude played by peter firth is like running through this apocalypse that's happening and like there are like people who are like he could easily help like there are people who mm. like are beside him grappling with a vampire and if he just like pushed the vampire lightly he could have saved that person but like he doesn't even try he doesn't even look he doesn't even care at all he's just like i don't care one bit fuck this i'm just trying to get to the place i need to get to and it's so it's like again if it was more fun like if if we had like that character that he shot the woman or something like to like you know really be scummy to be like i helped her out by making sure i killed her instead of the vampires or something like anything else would have been interesting but like just to see a character who's boring and a big piece of shit and like there's that moment that we're going to talk about right now where they so the lady gets to earth and she escapes right so she escapes and she starts to take identities of other women. Sure. Which we don't, like, I get. So, like, the idea is, like, she is in hibernation. Her body is in hibernation somewhere, but she's, like, possessing Parts these of other her. women. She's like, she's like a Voldemort, right? She's like, yeah, <laughs> she's, you know, there's, great. like, these horcruxes of women across. And she's stored her psyche in these people, right? That's yeah, the idea, right? that's kind of what's yeah. So she meets them and like she's like using them as like a agent of her for a while <laughs> while she's somewhere. So she takes this woman and she like uh. leaves this woman, but they know who they they know that this woman knows the the next person in the chain. So they go to interview her. Oh, and, interview in quotes. Well, well, that's you think they're going to interview her. <laughs> But Steve Railsback is Jen like just looking at this woman and being like, despite appearances, well, she it's is. It's been established a he has like master. psychic powers a little bit, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. he's got some fucking psychic powers. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how did he get these? Because she because she gave him a little bit of her power in order to him give her a little bit of the power. So they traded. They did. They, they traded did a little bit. Seas. They just made out. They, they just fucking made seas. out. Yeah, they just made out, and then he destroyed the fucking ship he was on. Uh-huh. So he's got this fucking magical powers, and he goes, "This woman may, this woman wants me to beat it out of her because she's a shadow masochist." <laughs> oh, and you're like, "Um, that's not, that's not really." And she's saying no throughout the yeah. scene. No, 
No, they, no, they, and she's, I, I, we didn't say this, you know, they're at a, they're at a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> like, this woman is a nurse. I, I, no, is she I a nurse? She a... I thought she was a patient. No, she's a patient because Patrick Stewart, who is the head psychologist, right, has to unlock the door and let them in to go see her. Mm. Right, but I thought I thought it was that she was a nurse there, and then they sequestered her afterwards, and then that's how I thought she was a patient. Either way, they're just assaulting a patient. Either way, they're either assaulting they're either assaulting a a mentally ill woman. Nurses, but you know, I'm saying another layer. (laughs) Yeah, Jason says it's okay (laughs) to assault nurses. Well, it's a nurse. Forget it then. (laughs) But like, so okay, back to the grotesque. One of the things that is 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 just incredibly gross about this scene is that it doesn't understand that BDSM is all about consent. That's like literally the entire sure. point of it. Oh, this movie is right? very sex negative, right? It's very sex negative, yeah. but like it's it, so like even if she was into BDSM or whatever, that does not give you the right to just beat her up in order for her to explain. And that's not. <laughs> and she's clearly not favor. consenting. She's saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah. She's saying no, 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 no. And, and like saying the like equivalent of like psychically, she's saying no, but means yes. Like that's yes. literally what he's saying. Yes. In the scene. Yes. That's, that's like the script. It's not even the subtext. It's the text. Oh my. Are you, are you what? No guys, you doing this? Well, what we know about Toby Hooper in this movie, you know, uh, not that far off, right? So, you know, and I don't know if we need to, I mean, I guess I already made the joke, but like, it's like, this film is bad in so many ways. And I'm not even just being like, offended by it, because I'm not even really offended, I'm just disgusted by it. In so many ways, like, and I... I know I watched this film when I was in high school, when I was a teenager, and I had memories. I was like, oh, I like that mo- this movie when I was a teenager. And there's only one reason for that. And not that I'm ashamed, because, you know, I was 16, right? But it just goes to show, like, 16-year-old boys are trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're all trash. Yeah. So, uh, one, uh, so just a little bit background on the thing. I just want to read a funny quote. But also, uh, Hooper did say it's supposed to be set in contemporary times. So, okay. apparently apparently it is. But regardless, uh, so Con Wilson, the author of the book, this is what he wrote about the movie. Okay. <clears throat> John Fowles had once told me that the film of The Magus was the worst movie ever made. After seeing Life Force, I sent him a postcard telling him that I had got one better. <laughs> mm. Good. Good on him. You know, because he's right. It's bad. So, like, he hated the but movie. It's, it's bad on every conceivable Well, level. and also, like, the plot of the movie, like, the book does not seem to be as, like, explicit as this. Like, it seems to be something that's trying to be, like, yeah. intent- intelligently trying to deal with these. I haven't read the book. Maybe it's also trash, but... I'm just saying, for the, the descriptions I've read, it doesn't seem to be <laughs> like this. Yeah. Movie is. I mean, I guess we have to say at this point about the Toby Hooper thing, right? We have to. Go, it, right? go ahead. Say it. I don't want to. to 
don't well, want the problem to. is the only what? problem with reading that is that it is an IMDb trivia, and I'm always a little bit skeptical of IMDb. Allegedly, trivia. the great Toby Hooper. Okay, let's say allegedly. All right, say allegedly. Yes, allegedly, and I really don't want to say this, so trigger alert for anyone, for anyone who might listen to this, for basically sexual assault. I'll just say I'll call it sexual assault. Uh, is that fair? Um, I wouldn't call it sexual assault. It okay. doesn't seem to be like that. It seems to just he Predatory didn't seem to have any physical. It, yes, I would say there's no like physical nature. I, but I don't. It, but she's so young. That's the reason I was like. So she's eighteen. I'm sorry. And Matilda, what's her last name? Matilda May, is it not? Uh, yeah, Matilda May. So Matilda May, who is clearly cast for her body right yeah and that's not anything against her i actually think she's fine in this movie and she had to learn her lines phonetically because she couldn't speak english right but she wasn't hired for her prowess as an actor right she's 18 years old they clearly wanted to make somebody they thought was sexually attractive to men and she's beautiful right for sure so but toby hooper was concerned that she wasn't shaved in her pubic area allegedly and he personally saw to examine her, a ni- an eighteen-year-old girl. Um, he's what forty something when he made this movie, um, with yeah. a mirror to ensure that she was perfectly shaved in the pubic area every sh- every day they shot. Um, so and, and that, which you know, didn't work, by the way, which everyone uh, watching w- felt grossed out about. So they did. D- d- it sounded like they had to make a fake wig. Oh, did they? They made a um, what's that called? Uh, is a, a merkin? A merkin? Yeah. Is that is a merkin for a woman too? I don't know. I'm not sure. At any but, rate, um, yes. Well, yeah. I do it, le- allegedly, he said he wanted to do that because he thought seeing the pubes was too explicit. That seems outrageous. I that to me though, like if the, the rest of the story is true, I that I do not believe that part. That sounds outrageous to me. Yeah, that's a a gross story to say the least. Yeah, and I'm um, sorry I had to tell that story, but I feel no, like referencing I mean, it, I I have to say it. It know? was in it was in the in the, the some of the stuff we found. It's worth speaking about because yeah, that's uh and it's sort of <sighs> the treatment of women is sort of all over this film, and I'm really not well, just being. There's like no lead women characters really in this. No, there's just. She's not even named. She's right. Space Girl. Space Matilda Girl. May, who's like the, all over this movie, is called Space Girl in the credits. Right. And like the other two vampires. Okay, uh, so no, here's go, go, the go biggest ahead. here's the biggest bullshit. The other two dudes who are vampires get to play first vampire and second vampire. <laughs> How are they first and second? How are they fucking first and second? Okay? She should be fucking first vampire or like space vampire. Like, why didn't they just call space vampire? Yeah. And also, and also, they're fucking supposed to be just bat things hiding as people. You know, wouldn't it have been cool to see him have like Steve Rails back, like be cut to like making out with a, a, a like you know a, a bat puppet? Probably. Hell yeah, I've been down for that. That's that. Well, hell yeah. Well, because, like, that's how movies of this nature normally go about, right? Like, think of The Shining, right? Like, that's sure. the like that's how they do the flip on, on, on – I mean, there's a whole bunch of things to talk about that movie. But that specific scene, 
the whole point of that scene, the way that it's filmed is like, it's supposed to be about the predatory nature of man. And then like, you know, he, like he's kind of just seeing the, the, the kiss happens. And then you like, see like, Oh, this is what it actually is. At the, at so the like, very least it's supposed to be titillating to the audience and then flip that into disgust. Yes. Right. At the very yes. least. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least. And, and, they don't do that ever here. They don't do that ever here. And well, it's supposed or, to be a horror movie. And I'm going to go back to Species, right? Species, Natasha Hendricks, beautiful woman. They use her body in that movie. But the film follows her. She's the main character, right? There are other main characters, right? Which they're, like, following her and her in the city and what she does. At least giving her some agency. This film, well, yeah, and she also, disappears like, in the middle of the film and never comes back. How could... A hundred percent. She's just gone. She's just gone for a bunch of this movie where they just start to just abuse uh, nurses or patients. Or patients, yeah. And then it moves on to just beating the crap out of <laughs> poor Patrick Stewart. And in order to, quote unquote, trick Patrick Stewart to get him to, like, you know, get him into solid, like, isolation to figure out all the vampire shit that she's possessing him they do they do this in front of a patient they make it seem like they're going to check on a patient yeah and then they dose the doctor in front of the patient now look um i know it was the mid 80s but uh that's not good for the patient the man just starts screaming the yeah. man just starts screaming how's he ever going to trust the doctor ever again <laughs> Like, you have completely, like, destroyed the patient-doctor trust by having the doctor come in and a bunch of people sedate him and take him out while you, a confused patient, start screaming because you don't understand what's going on and no one gives a fuck. The janitor guy, like, the orderly kind of, like, the orderly's kind of like, uh, is this okay? But he just, like, follows orders. I mean, in fairness, he's an orderly in a, you know, a psychiatric hospital well, he's, he's probably, probably a making, piece of shit he's probably not getting paid a, anything oh well that too uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that, risking that. my life over this shit <laughs> and oh my god it's just yeah yeah they and then they're just those like, are heroes so... ladies and gentlemen those are heroes they're so boring and then it that's just who we so follow boring. the rest of the film and so what they do is they actually do the reverse of what we were talking about with you do the flip of like attraction versus disgust kind of thing where they immediately they don't want to show you two men kissing for too long because they instantly have to switch out of it as soon as possible and it's like okay that was like the most interesting part of this movie um <laughs> when uh, patrick stewart is, is as the creature and steve rails back and like they kiss but they immediately go like oh now he sees her and you're like all right you couldn't even just made it interesting for like five minutes. All no, right, whatever. Okay, okay, fine. <sighs> Man. And then there's like all these fucking meetings, and there's meetings, and there's these meetings. Oh, yeah, this is like Phantom Menace boring. level of meetings going on in this movie. Don't involve salt, Phantom Menace. I would rather literally watch a an hour of fucking Senate scenes with Jar Jar Binks <laughs> than ever even like sit in a room with any of these people for five minutes. Jar Jar minutes. Binks, also a space vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly sucked the life out of those movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but Also extremely um, horny as well. <laughs> we don't more. talk about ex expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I mean, oh man, so, sorry. We have to talk about fucking Jar Jar Binks at some part just to fucking get through talking about this movie. Yeah, it is of course. A nightmare. I, there's one character who's barely a character and is stupid and boring. But what do you think about the doctor, Doctor Hans Falada? His name is good. I like his name. Hans Honestly, Falada. Hans Falada. I don't know. I, he's got a cool name. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about these fucking people. Like, I yeah, he tell them he apart. he also disappears. Like, he's yeah. this doctor who he's like shows gone. up and is like, hey, there's some chicanery going on here. Wow, well, it seems like if he does not get energy in what, around like five I, minutes, I, or so, I, maybe I'm racist. I explode. can't tell the difference between any of these people. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell the difference. I just see British people. <laughs> but like. That guy, he just like all of a sudden figures out that they will explode, and then oh, that's he, right, correct. Yes. He goes okay. on to yeah. like investigate the some more stuff, and he then disappears for like half of the movie again. That dude just disappears, and somehow gets infected, even though he killed the one of the vampires. Never. Oh, so there's also that. these like zombie things that aren't really the vampires, right? That are infected by getting their life force sucked? Yeah, I don't fucking understand what's going on there. So she takes their energy, and they come back to life. If they can take some energy, then they can continue to live. But if they don't take energy for a while, they will explode. Except at the end of the movie, they all, like, faint. And she takes all their energy and just, like, fucking flies it to fucking the space artichoke. So I don't... I don't. Why did they explode? Why was that a thing? Well, so I guess we could talk about this, right? And th- the effects are good. The effects, the are, effects good. are fine. There's not enough of them to make up for any of this. Right? I like the weird fucking blood thing. That was cool. Mm. Well, so John Grover, who edited this movie, right, but left, said there was a film here that worked, left to do Labyrinth, right? And claims that the film that he edited is not the film that came out. That, it, that somebody took it and fucked. Up. I mean, I, I would believe that because no I lot. heard that the initial cut was 128 minutes long, 12 minutes longer, which is like oh <laughs> I don't know how could that be better. Like I don't oh. know. If there's usable 20 minutes of this movie. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe the maybe the longer cut is better, but I I don't see it. Like I don't think anything that's on the screen is good. So I I don't. I mean, I don't know. What's your feeling about this? I mean, I I I don't want to speak anything ill of the Dance Magic Dance Man. I mean, <laughs> Labyrinth. I love that movie, by the way. I don't I'm really not. Like I'm not. To be honest, but um, what's that? I don't really like Labyrinth that much, but oh um, my, well, you're, I respect it. You could be I incorrect. It. That's fine. I respect it. I respect it. <clears throat> Mr. Bowie's, you know, crotch just, uh, you know, it was too much for you to, to handle. Is that? Oh, fuck, I bet you that would be too much for this movie. I bet you, like, Toby <laughs> Hooper saw that and be like, hmm, this is too much. I can't believe they would show that on a screen. <laughs> Cut oh. that bulge. Is there sir. a phallus on the screen? My <laughs> goodness. I can't even. Oh, this is dance magic dance, and there's just a blur over his fucking <laughs> crotch area. <laughs> dance magic dance. Not today. <laughs> Not um yeah like i don't know like it's really hard to foresee a better version of this movie ever yeah i don't know man i don't know 
I, I feel like he's probably just trying to, you know, protect his, <laughs> his reputation and maybe Toby's reputation or whatever. But, like, I just can't see a workable movie out of this. Not even, like, in a fun, bad way, you know? There's just not enough here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's my opinion. I, I just want to say more funny things about the writer who wrote the book that this is based off of. Go ahead. Um, and you need something to feel good yeah. about after. So Col- Colin Wilson, who who wrote this 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 book, um, wrote it because H.P. Lovecraft's publisher August Durleth was ch- challenged him after <laughs> after Wilson like made fun of Lovecraft's writing. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, he's so good. Write a life, like write a Lovecraftian novel yourself. And he's like, okay. And he did it, and everyone loved it. So like, I just think that's okay. very funny. Yeah. I that that is fun to me. Oh, you know this... what? You know how we know that this movie is bad? I mean, I watched it. That's how I know it's bad. No, Siskel liked it. Really? Yeah. Really? What did Gene Siskel? Say, he, Mr. Gene Siskel say <laughs> positive about this movie. I can't wait to hear this. I think we know exactly what he liked about this movie, but let's just say uh, he called the film a guilty pleasure, oh, yeah. awarding it three out of four stars. Three out of four stars! <laughs> My thumb wasn't up, but I'll tell you what was, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> like, fucking calm down, like, Yeah, dude. Gene, you're into the movie? Yeah, I wonder Jesus why. Christ, Gene. Put that away in the movie theater. I know we're the only two ones in this fucking place. But Jesus. Uh, at the movies had to be cut due to improper material. The that motherfucker then went on to talk about how depraved fucking Friday the Thirteenth is. After it was after Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Was after oh, it. that's true. Good point. This motherfucker's telling people, Pamela, you should go to Pamela Voorhees' house. Here's exactly the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he was Alex Jonesinger. The he literally was though. That actually yeah. happened. Yeah. He 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 posted a uh, Betsy Palmer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Literally yep. posted her address to Fuck tell it. people to like be like, oh, how dare they make this movie? And then <laughs> he was like, well, I can't say anything bad about Life Force. You know, it's it's the eighties, the middle of the eighties. Uh, guilty pleasure. Roger, did you see those tits? <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow, wait. That's three stars which right is, there. Which, which is very funny because I, I would say of the two of them, uh, Roger Ebert is the more, you know. The hornier one. Yeah. 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 I mean, the dude directed what? The Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> right? Return yeah. to the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yes, but he's more in touch with it, right? I yeah. feel like Roger, That's you know, true. is a man that lived for life you know he ate he fucked he drank you know what i mean (laughs) ebert man life itself would have been much more fun (laughs) if you directed it let me tell you (laughs) siskel held it all in you know what i mean so like (laughs) it came bursting out you know what i mean literally you know so i mean i've gotten real i've got I've gotten very crude in this episode. I apologize, but like, oh yeah, I, I think I think there's been worse. To be fair, fair, fair. I, I just like I, it has to be that, right? Like, he's just I don't know. The only reason why it's not why it's not four stars, Rogers. Two men kissed. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Can you believe this shit? Not at all. What Roger Ebert so- or uh, Gene Siskel sounds like it's much higher, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Like that, you know? I don't know why. It just feels right. 
Ah, uh, this fucking movie, man. Like, I don't this know. Is, and this like, movie sucks, guys. You know, this you, movie sucks in all levels. Yeah, it does. Fuck this um, movie. Okay, here is a question for you. This or Charles Dexter Ward, The Strange Case? Well, the Resurrected, you mean? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes the the resurrected, resurrected by a Country Mile. The Resurrected. And you know why? It's a better movie all around. Well, no, and and it's got our boy. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Lonnie. It's got Lonnie, our boy. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Lonnie Peck. If Lonnie Peck is a better character than, every than anyone in this movie. In this movie, Lonnie is fucking incredible. <laughs> Lonnie, Look, I should be in more movies. Quite honestly, I just said put a that lot character of, in other movies. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just just cast Robert Romanus as Lonnie Peck in a whole bunch of other movies. Like, Hell yeah, not? he's fucking rules. You know, I mean, even you know, here's the thing. I really dumped on Chris Sarandon's performance, but at least what he's doing is fun and memorable. It's yeah, bad, look, but I, I will remember that the rest of my life because it's fucking hilarious. That's more yeah. than I can say about anything in this movie. Yeah, no, I, that's 100%. I was very, very mean to The Resurrected last time. I was meaner than you were. Yeah, I um, like The Resurrected marginally, right? Like, I and, thought it was and, fine. And, you know, I was, like, r- wrong. This is much worse than that. Because the resurrected at least had like one an interesting character, uh, two just some scenes that were interesting. The special effects in both are fun, I would say. Sure. But the resurrected has cooler effects because there's like a skeleton doing some. And stuff. And there's a woman that has dialogue in it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that's true. That's, there's a woman who has, <laughs> has dialogue in it. Other than please um, stop, don't. <laughs> That's oh my god! You're not even wrong. That's like literally one of the <laughs> only lines from a woman in this movie. Oh god! And I'm laughing, but it's very. Unco- I'm laughing uncomfortably. Like, I, yeah, it's bad. Was, oh my goodness! Yeah, I was like watching this. Oh my god! It's just ah, uh, the fucking life force. And this is like a movie that now has like a cult following. People, and I know you're gonna make the you're same wrong. joke. Yes, yes, yes. I understand the joke you're gonna make. I'm just saying, people seem to like this movie now. Uh-huh. And I don't fully understand where that comes from, aside from that That's specific it. moment. Because, like, the effects are okay. Like, I I like some of the effects. I think the best effect scene is that blood, like all the blood coming out and making a face. Like, that's kind of cool. Um, uh-huh. But, like, everything else is kind of like, eh. Like the end of the world stuff is pretty cool. That last act when things are like exploding. But why? And are, like, why is any crazy. of that happening? I guess because okay. So let's just this is this. I, I'm now gonna invent things that they don't tell you in this movie. Okay, so I guess we are to believe that the two vampire boys when they come back and get shot up don't actually die and they transfer into somebody in the the base and then escape and they mm-hmm. they cause all of that. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's what you're supposed to believe because those two vampy boys are still kicking around. One gets killed by, like, where does he get that metal stake, by the way? Fucking Mr. Honolulu. What's that doctor's fucking name? Anyways, the doctor. The boring doctor. Who cares? He kills one of them with this, like, like this amazing, like, mace-like thing. Sword that's, like, a mace that you, like, you don't... Oh, one of the things I hate in this movie, by the way. I fucking hated this thing in this movie. When he's like, Who oh, you don't stab it in the heart. You stab it under the heart in their energy centers. And I'm like, oh, just fuck off. It's vampires. You stab them in the heart. Let's not do this shit. 
Look, I know there's a bunch of other things to like get mad about in this movie, but that was one of the ones that made well, me the yeah, most annoyed. Because I mean, I'm like, the thing too, like you're not sort cooler of, than vampires. And, well, it also sort of treats the the idea of like space vampires being novel in this film, which it isn't. They've already done it on Doctor Who, I think, and I think it even like a Star Trek episode. They had like space vampires that suck like in OG Star Trek before this movie ever came out. So like, it's not like this is a novel idea, you know. Well, yeah, and they don't actually do a lot of stuff that vampires do. Right. Like, yeah, it's half the fun of vampires is like they show up in these like cool cloaks and they like seduce you. And, and this do... man made one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, Salem's Lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, like, come on, dude. You know, I don't know. Would you like to hear about this IndieWire article? Five things you might not know about Toby Hooper's underseen life force. Oh, wow. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. And I'm going to look up bloody disgusting on this The film. female vampire was almost impossible to cast. I wonder why. Nobody else wanted to do that shit. You yep. know? Yep. Uh, what's the other one? That's there was a lot one. of charter planes that brought a lot of actresses from Germany. By the time they had gotten to London, they had all been unionized and had all talked to one another to not doing it. <laughs> Hooper explained. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> that actually is amazing. I love the idea that they're coming home from Germany. They get unionized. And the first thing they do as a union is like, uh-uh. Nuh-uh. No. Nope. In German. <laughs> Fuck Toby Hooper. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, God, that, I, that's the only thing I wanted to say about that. But, like, uh, oh, it was the last the big other. movie Toby Hooper would ever get to make. We already knew. <laughs> There's a good reason for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the other one, we talked about, you know, one of the things is the space vampires. It was based on a book. Yeah. It was Hooper's 70 millimeter hammer movie. We're not going to talk about that again. I mean, that's <sighs> It's not, though. It's not. That's not how fucking hammer movies work, so, man. Hammer movies had compelling doctors. If you want to do, like, Watch a Quatermass movie, and like Quatermass, who's like a piece of shit, who's like a scientist piece of shit, is so fucking compelling to watch. Like, he is such a compelling character, and mm, like, yeah, that that's the kind of thing they're trying to do, but they're not doing well because none of these are compelling characters. Well, they didn't spend any time building these characters up at all. Oh God, you know what? I think we're. I think I figured out what we did wrong. Watch this movie. No, last year they released a 4K version. We should have we should have bought the 4K. I would never. I, I rented this movie and I was fucking pissed because it's the only way I could watch it. Yeah, it was on Tubi until we went to do this episode and they took it off just because they knew. <laughs> I mean, they probably didn't realize it was on there. Saw it and was like, "Get this shit out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, even Tubi. Even Not good Tubi. enough for Tubi. <laughs> even <laughs> Tubi, which will put anything on there, was like, Mm-mm, "No, I would," no. you know. For the two listeners that we have, if either of you are big fans of this movie, please write us and tell us why you like this movie. I'm, I'm not going to read it out loud. I'm not going to mock you. I just I want to hear why someone likes this movie. Like, I don't understand other than the obvious re- two reasons, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, guys, I can't believe it has a resurgence. It's 2022. You could just go on the Internet and see boobs. They're all out there. You don't need to suffer the rest of this movie to see them, you know? Just saying. The stills from this movie are online. 
everywhere. Go look at those. Don't watch this movie. This movie is a masterpiece. I went to a screening in Spain with a gigantic screen and really is an awesome spectacle. Wait, Loved is you reading a real a thing? Or are you making One this up? of those rare obsession occasions in which the movie is much better than the book. The Space Vampires is not as crazy and feverish as the movie with an ending a little bit dull. Is this one of our listeners who already wrote in already? <laughs> no, this oh. is the this is the bloody disgusting comment section. Oh my god, please come on. <laughs> a hive of scum and villainy if there ever has been. It, it, is. It 100% is. But some of these are like <laughs> My favorite ones are, are like fucking poltergeist truthers who just show up in the comics truthers which way like spielberg directed it yes yes okay. those are the quote-unquote truth and like to me there's nothing funnier than that like i don't understand why people are so obsessed with that i mean <laughs> i do i mean you do feel spielberg's touch on that movie yeah because be he fucking he was the he, you he know and, and and part of that conspiracy is that he was barred from being able to direct it Right, right. He wanted right. to redirect that film, so I think that's part of it. But no, I mean, who? There's plenty of Hooper all over that film too. So, yeah. like, I, yeah. you know, yeah, you I, know, you know, Back to the Future has a pl- plenty of Spielberg vibes. Yeah, for Spielberg sure. Didn't fucking yeah. direct it. Zemeckis did. Well, he <laughs> certainly didn't direct any of those fucking CG abominations <laughs> that Zemeckis made. So <laughs> I mean, I, like, let, don't fucking let Spielberg off the hook. That dude directed Ready Player One. That's, That's not, not worse than the look at that fucking Pinocchio movie. Have no, it that? is worse. It is worse. A hundred percent. I Ready didn't Player say One. Spielberg was batting a thousand. I'm just saying. <laughs> Life Force, everyone. A movie so boring, we will get onto any tangent possible. It's real bad. Like, I don't... I don't under I don't understand how there's been a resurgence except for what we've already talked about and there's it's just better options for that. Well, I would say there's like there are better films that like utilize similar concepts like we're we talking talked about them. Yeah. Like we talked about them like, you know, Species is 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 a movie that has like a similar concept that does is trying to do more things with it um, than this movie is. Sure, and that uh, doesn't succeed certainly we sure, will, um, really, but. yeah, for sure. We will definitely be talking about species for this, as that's the other big H.R. Uh, Giger designed creature. Well, well, sure, we, we like talked about the flip stuff. in the sh- in the Shining. The species has the species has that right, where it's like, yeah. oh, here's yeah. what she actually looks like, and it's fucking grotesque, right? Yeah. And you, you know, and, and even in some, in like Hellraiser does some of that too, with like Bloodline, I think. Is that the one with the the Cenobite that's a woman that, like, lures men into the basement? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But flips it right there, right? Yeah. Right? Of course. Um, So, like, I don't think it's a trope that's unusable or instantly makes you a um, misogynistic film. It's how this film uses it and and, um, and frames it. We you know, are that, not prudes, right? We're not coming at this as a prudish thing. Like no. we just we just comp- complimented we're the not... hell out of Return to the Living Dead a few episodes back, right? And right. like you know, <laughs> and there's a difference between that because again, Linnea Quigley is doing a performance throughout that entire movie, where like and Matilda May is doing a performance here as well. She's just not asked to do anything that's interesting. 
Like, right. I don't blame her any for this. Well, movie. she can't even speak English. Yeah, yeah. All she does is say like, "I'm into you. Let's fuck." Like, yeah. literally, that's right. the entire. That's all she says. She's like, she shows up in dream sequence and she's like, "Oh, let's bone, bone." The movie ends with them boning, getting flown up into the giant artichoke, and then just leaving. Mm-hmm. It's not even implied that they defeated the vampires, really. <laughs> <sighs> no, because that's not what the movie is about. It's they bad. just fly away. They just go vroom, fly away. The artichokes yeah. are just like, yeah, man, we took up all of Britain and we're peacing now. And it's like, I don't understand. All right, I guess like international politics will be better after you leave, so that's fine. Bye. And like, it's doubly bad for having to watch British men be horny. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Like the entire world was fucked up by that. Yeah, British men. Horny British uh, men just created the apocalypse. <laughs> they, they did. They did. Riding on the fucking Churchill. <laughs> oh, the fucking giant artichokes they rode across the seas. Jesus. Oh, There's just. I mean, oh, God. This. I mean. I Anything don't, else you want to talk about in this fucking movie? I don't want to. I didn't want to talk about any of this movie. I know. I I offered you a different movie. I was like, we could change. I know, that. but we'll I watched it. I paid for it, so I'm fucking. You all have to suffer. The, our <laughs> our few listeners, you have to suffer with. You it. know, okay. we're just somehow all of other the all the rest of our listeners are huge Life Force fans. They could be. They could be. They're out there. You said they're out there. Right? They are. They're out there. They're all out there. I mean, at the bottom of this in your life. home. Right at the bottom now. of this IndieWire article, there's some comments that, you know, will tell you how it's much. It's like the, it, like, you know, it really is the that that last line uh, of Gremlins uh, by Hoyt Axon. He's like, check all the windows, check all the doors. There might just be a Life Force fan <laughs> in your house. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing I like about this movie. We didn't talk about it at all. The music is good. I actually really do like the theme. I like the theme. I like the theme. It's the theme is good. It's Henry Mancini. Yeah, it's fine. How how do you think Henry Mancini felt as being the composer of Friday the 13th and then composing this and then, you know, watching at the movies and be like, so this is the one this guy likes? <laughs> and the Friday 13th theme, fucking great. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Great. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good theme. The theme I, is good. I think, I think the message, right, for this, for this episode of this podcast, right? Because we've, we've absolutely done a lot in, in the past – Right, in the past, we have done a lot of shit talking about Roger Ebert. The theme for this episode is "fuck Gene Siskel." Right, fuck Gene <laughs> Siskel. And and uh, and I just want to say, I watched the first Friday Thirteenth not that long ago. Betsy Palmer fucking killing it in that movie. I love I fucking killing. We're not even gonna movie. we're not even gonna name this movie like this episode Life Force. It's just gonna be fuck, fuck Gene Siskel. Gene Siskel. <laughs> Better Roger Ebert's better than Gene Siskel. I mean, I think that's just I mean, fact, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And Roger Ebert has plenty of shit, you know. Oh, yeah. Shitty oh, cakes, yeah. but none as bad as fucking 
Life Force is three stars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> I hate to pause it every time my wife came in the room, but I really liked Life <laughs> The last time I watched this movie, I gave it three out of five stars on Letterboxd. You have three stars on Letterboxd? No, but I changed <laughs> it this view. I changed it this time. Gene Siskel, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew. He was out of three out of four. He was three out of four. Three out of five. Three out of five, I I lowered it down to 2.5. God, it's, that's way too good for this movie. But go, you know. It still is. Go off. It is still is. Go off. Yeah. I'm going to start a letterbox. Uh, and just so I can make this, can you make a zero stars? <laughs> I don't think you can. Here's my original review of, and I'm trying to figure out when would this, when was this done? Let me find out my original review of, of Life Force and see how it's changed. Oh my god, I watched this in 2021. Oh my god, Andrew, you gave this a fucking what? What would you give it? Five out of five stars? No, this film in 2021. No, in 2021, I gave it three because I was being nice. Andrew's a it's just a tale about a dude so horny for a bat lady he almost lets the entire world burn. Yeah, that's fair. Oh my god, people love this fucking movie. That's probably why I was like nervous people were gonna like fuck them. It's bad though. They're a it's bunch bad. of Gene Siskels, you know. A bunch of Gene Siskels. Oh god. I don't know why people. I, it's bizarre to me. My lord, people fucking love this movie. Anyway, so um, any last words, Jason? I hope I never have to watch this fucking movie again. Well, you're in luck. We're doing the commentary tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 original cut, by the way, has a different um person do the score. Than him, Mancini. Oh, right, 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 right. Who was it? Who was it? Michael oh, Kamen. God. Oh, I don't know. Michael Kamen. Like. Michael Kamen. Um, what else did Michael Kamen do? Um, Robin Hood, Prince <laughs> of Thieves. <laughs> a, a lethal Weapon. Die Hard with a Vengeance. I would yeah. love to figure out what he like. I feel like his his theme All had the a lot hearts. more saxophones in it. Like, yeah, I mean that's basically the entire Lethal Weapon. Is just yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, bare-chested saxophone <laughs> solos. <laughs> <laughs> what if all of Lethal Weapon's score was just the original score for Life Force we used? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> that would imply that this movie was capable of starting something interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, he, he, right. did the, he did the um, um, Nothing But Trouble soundtrack it looks like the and dead zone a, the dead zone uh, oh yeah that's an atmospheric nice um amazing score right yeah brazil yep i don't i couldn't tell you that i've seen that movie a million times but i couldn't tell you what the score sounds like of that film um okay yeah and credited for life force here yeah, <laughs> good for him good for him good 101 for him. dalmatians the live action one <laughs> 
next week, uh, sorry, next episode, we will be getting back into actually covering things from the Alien franchise. Uh, we'll do another book episode. Uh, Alien, Out of the Shadows. And Jason, it's a good book. I like it. I'll be the central premise, you like you have to get over the central premise i think oh it's, god it's here fine. we go three well, star three stars life force no, andrew is coming out of five mansplain me no uh so alien out of uh out of the shadows is like a, an interquel between alien and aliens uh-huh so with star like an, another book starring ellen ripley it sounds like a biography written by a xenomorph the alien out of the shadows <laughs> and ready to mingle. Oh god. It is it's I I quite like uh like the book actually. I think I don't know if I've actually read the full book yet. So I've there's an audio drama I've read that I quite liked. So mm-hmm. Okay. Um but yeah, well, so I'll read it. Of course. I'll let you know. You have no choice. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am, you know, chained to a debt. Little little do you know. I am chained to a desk and being forced to participate in this podcast against my will. Yep. Yep. It is exactly. Um, I'm chained to a radiator. Actually, I, you know, <laughs> this is a real black snake moan situation. I'm in a cabin uh, with Andrew. I was gonna. I was making a saw reference. Forces me to watch to... Life Force. It's three stars. <laughs> Look at it. Do you? <laughs> Red, do you see? Do you? See, it's just a red dragon just showing people life for it. Do you see? Do you see? Their tits, do you see? <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the LV 426 Degrees of Alien podcast. Please give us a review on whichever platform you use to find us. If you have any recommendations, comments, complaints, or angry outbursts, go ahead and send them to roebuck.andrew at gmail.com that's r-o-e-b-u-c-k dot a-n-d-r-e-w at gmail.com thanks for listening and have a wonderful night